Hey guys, welcome back to the Nutrition Expedition. Before today's episode, we just wanted to say, we're not qualified specialists. If you have any issues, see a healthcare professional. The daily posts, including recipes, exercises, nutrition facts, and calorie comparisons, follow us on Instagram at The Nutrition Expedition. Peace. Uh, hello and welcome everyone to uh, episode 24 of the Nutrition Expedition podcast. Uh, today we'll be focusing on the importance of micronutrients and as always I am joined by my guest, uh, by my co-host Lockie Kanan. Cheers Pater. Um Yeah, today we actually have a special guest which we're lucky enough to have for not only a first time but a second time. So Sarah, do you want to say hi? Hello, how you going? So uh, we had Sarah on in episode 10 and she talked about the importance of a healthy gut with us and that was before Mateo was on when I was doing it with Molly and that was really good and if you guys want to know more into Sarah's background and how she became a nutritionist and naturopath, uh, definitely give that a listen and if you want to learn about how to keep, keep and maintain a healthy gut, that's a really good episode to listen to so I'd highly recommend it Absolutely. after listening to this, yeah. Absolutely. Um, so... Today, we really want to talk about the importance of micronutrients, and I thought there'd be no better person to get on than Sarah, because I remember when, oh, it's true, <laughs> like when you were teaching, I remember you, the thing you drilled most is the importance of micronutrients over everything and like how important micronutrients are. So I knew you're passionate about it. Yeah, exactly. And so he's been, he's been, you know, he's been almost locked, he's almost locked you in straight away when we, when we were talking about maybe doing a a podcast about micronutrients and the importance of it. Um, he'd been screaming your name from the mountaintops since the start. So oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure we always had an idea of, uh, of having you on. So um, just to start off, um, Sarah, if you just wanted to give a little uh, introduction to, to what overall, what do micronutrients do for the body? So um, I think a lot of listeners and people that are into nutrition and training would have heard of macronutrients. Um, however, as Lockie said, I am a TAFE teacher and I do teach nutrition um, and micronutrients come into part of the Cert 3, Cert 4. However, they're not part of the modern world in terms of nutrition because um, often we get hooked on macronutrients and, and and counting our macros. So I'm big on micronutrients because those are our vitamins and minerals. Mm -hmm. And um, when you ask me, what do they do? We can't have one without the other. The body needs the their togetherness, so to speak. So um, yeah, that, that's a little snapshot of what micronutrients are. What they do, uh, I, I could probably talk for hours. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we all know vitamins and minerals are essential. And, but the, the number one thing is um, while some vitamins um, we can synthesize, for example, vitamin D through the sun, um, others we can't get it all without food. Without whole food, we can't get one single mineral. So when we're talking about micronutrients, vitamins and minerals, people might just go, oh, yeah, whatever. But we actually cannot make them. We have to eat them, most mm. of them. Yeah, I think that's that's a really good point. And I remember last time we spoke, you were talking about how so many people are on meal plans and are really strict 
meals that are like the exact same thing every day and they're not getting that range, which in turn doesn't really give them those range of micronutrients. And um, yeah, I think it's really important. And as you, as you mentioned um, about macronutrients, I just wanted to ask like, how do you think the micronutrients are just as, if not important, more, more, more important than macronutrients because no one really focuses on them? Yeah, well, I just, I wrote down a quote before and I made up the quote. It's like my own quote. (laughs) So I'm like, I'm counting my macros. Oh no, you know, like people go, I'm counting my macros. I'm on a macro diet. Well, I want to bring out the fad of, and not be a fad, have it a long-term thing of, I'm on a micronutrient diet. Love that, yeah. Nice. um, And now I've lost your your actual question because (laughs) I wanted to, to um, um, bring up my my, my point quote. there is what's um, what's the difference between the two? Is that what you're asking? Yeah. Why why is uh why is micronutrients more important than macro in your in your opinion? Yes. Yeah. Because because of that, everyone's counting their macros to get to a body goal. You know, mm. I'm a personal trainer and a nutritionist, so I see people come in for quick fixes. They want macronutrient counting so that they get to a goal whereas micronutrients are more important because they are the goal of longevity and health Mm. um without our vitamins and minerals we can't train the way we want to um we can't adapt to stress the way we want to which is training let's face it it, our body sees training as stress Um, we can't recover as quickly. Our immune system might not function the same way. So um, while there's this big push on macronutrients, proteins, carbs, and fats, like who is out there saying stop taking out food from the diet and and start putting it back in, and that's what I'm all about, Um, and removing foods to get to a goal like body build, like body sculpting is really detrimental because mm. I see it in blood work in clinic um, of micronutrients that are lacking because of six-week plans, eight-week plans on the macro counting mm. because there's no, um, there's, no, there's no one out there, not that I know of, besides myself banging on about it that's um, – that's, Barking or speaking about the the importance of minerals and vitamins in our diet and and starting to put them back in instead of taking them out, you know, there's there's whole diets out there where you're removing food groups, mm. uh, and I just yeah. I just see it as detrimental. I completely agree, and I follow so many people on Instagram, um, those sort of platforms, and the majority are like a, a good bunch of positive people who are giving good opinions across and micronutrients are barely touched on. And something I've sort of gained a thought of over time, and correct me if I'm wrong, Sarah, in saying this, what I think between micro and macronutrients, macronutrients, um, people who just focus on them are just focusing on their external health, trying to look good. Whereas yeah. if you're focusing on both, um, that's the micronutrients is more the insides and ensuring, as you said, the longevity and ensuring you have a, a long, healthy life. Yeah, and I think that's a really good point with external and internal. I, I really love that, and that's what I probably didn't say, um, is that we 
we can concentrate on this external factors because of the media around us wanting to be a certain way, shape or, or look. Um, but then other things start falling to the ground. So, you know, if you overtrain and undereat and remove a food group, um, your skin can suffer, your mental health can suffer, your sleep can suffer, your digestion, mm, um, yeah. your hormones, uh, and then it goes into, you know, your autoimmune processes and, you know, it, it, there's just so many things that happen um, clinically with a lack of nutrients. Um, and we're already getting a lack of nutrients because of the easy ways to eat these days. You know, when we think about a macro counting diet or a calorie diet, um, think about people often go, oh, well, that fits into my calories. I can just grab that protein bar. But they're not thinking of how many nutrients they're missing out on, on if they don't grab, a, you know, a piece of fruit and some nuts. That mm. Instead, they're, they're, we're reaching for packaged goods. Yeah, I love the comparison between a protein ball, like the, the packaged ones, and nature's protein ball, which is like a boiled egg. That, I think that's an awesome one. Yeah, that is a good example. Yeah. yeah. And I just think we we are moving so far away from choosing whole food because there's so many options and marketing strategies out there that I really just want to hone in on, on the importance of whole food and, and what we get out of it. Yeah. And, uh, and just before I move on to my next question, I just had a little question that I just thought of now. Um, so Lucky was talking about how... Uh, everyone tracks macros and, and how it macros is more of an out, uh, how you look on the outside. Um, obviously you can see the effect of your hard work and, and of counting your macros properly. And you can see the difference in your body and, and, you know, you can see the external differences. Maybe you have a bit more muscle on one side after a while of training so much. What are some things yeah. that you can see, uh, that people can feel, uh, to know that they've had an effective micronutrient count? Or that they've like been, a, that they've been, the down, they've been tracking, they've been eating enough micronutrients. What are some things that people can see um, benefit their body? Yeah, okay, good question. Uh, again, it comes back to what what the internal does for our, our external, you mm. know. So, you know, I, I fix skin conditions with whole food, um, digestive complaints like constipation or diarrhea, mm. Um Mental health is a huge one with lack of nutrients. You know, our brain needs so much glucose to function optimally and keep in a stable setting. Um, you know, mental health is a huge one. Yeah. Um, inter you know, internally, I think gut is the biggest one. With a lack of diversity of food, you you remove beneficial bacteria. And I think I spoke about this in the last podcast. Yeah, you did. And removing diversity out of our food um, removes beneficial bacteria mm. and you, you can't change your body composition without good bacteria. Yeah, exactly. So it's just a, it's a catch 22, right? Because you go, I'm going to externally change my body by, by counting my macros, but um, what are you doing to your gut health in that process? Yeah, it's such a good point. Um, and something else I wanted to go into is, um, like, what do you think some common micronutrient deficiencies are? Because as you know, m not many people track them in general. And um, how, like, yeah, what are some common ones? So some common ones in Australia, um, 
Uh, one that maybe some listeners might not have heard of is selenium. And selenium is really low in Australian soil. Um, it's actually non-existent in some of our soils. So mm. the veg fruits and vegetables we get from in Australia aren't high in selenium, whereas in Europe, we um, they get their selenium from tomatoes because of the high um, content of the soil. Now, without getting into the so- into soil health, um, perhaps that's another podcast, yeah. um, we can get selenium from um, Brazil nuts that aren't grown in Australia. They're really high in selenium. Oh. And you can eat three a day and that will give you your selenium needs. However, if you didn't know that, and you're eating a really balanced whole food diet, we're still, Australians can still be low in selenium and selenium um, is really good for optimal thyroid function. Oh, wow. So um, metabolism. Yeah. So that's an interesting one. And then a couple more I, um, I wrote down here is iron. Iron is a huge mineral that is commonly deficient, especially in women with heavy periods or post-birth. Um, but men can be low too. And magnesium is one that um, is one that can be low because we deplete it when we exercise and we deplete it when we're um, not hydrated enough and we deplete it when we're under stress. So anybody living in Sydney, I could probably say half the time what is deficient in magnesium just from stress. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, and then, yeah. Those are my three that I picked out for today, yeah. I think that's really good. And I was just wondering, um, like, how people actually know they're deficient in all of those three? How would they know? Yeah, how, how would you actually, like, is there... What are some um, signs? Yeah. Yeah, so some signs of um, low iron um, in the really uh, horrible anemic states, um, you will find shortness of breath, which also could feel like anxiety, which is really scary because um, a lot of people wouldn't be told that. So I just relate that to regular blood tests because you can't say anxiety is low iron, but it is a symptom. Yeah. Um, another symptom of low iron is poor immune function, brittle nails, um, really horrible fatigue, unrelenting fatigue. Um, magnesium, on the other hand, some common signs of, of deficiency could be insomnia. Um, grinding of the teeth at night, um, leg cramps. So, um, you know, some people call them Charlie horses in the calves at night. Yeah. That's a sign of um, magnesium deficiency. Yeah. Um, not recovering from exercise and fatigue as well is a sign mm. of magnesium deficiency. Um, selenium is a little bit more deeper. Um, it can affect the thyroid function. So, there's not an immediate sign of selenium deficiency. However, the thyroid needs selenium for optimal functioning. So mm. if there is a history of thyroid conditions, um, you can't really test as well for selenium, but it's something that's prescribed in a clinic sense, um, okay. specifically for different thyroid conditions. Oh, and that, and that uh, actually leads on to my next question a little bit is, um, in terms of micronutrients, obviously, People have different diets. Some people are carnivores. Some people are on keto diets, vegetarian diets, yeah. vegans. Um, a supplementation. So obviously, Lockie and I have um, a bit of a different view. There's, there's obviously some supplements that, that, that don't really work and that aren't really targeted for anything, but they, they sort of market it as it is. But um, mm-hmm. are any supplementations needed for 
uh, these diets. Obviously, these diets, you know, people are people are missing out on another specific part of the what should be eaten. Obviously, um, so are any supplementations needed for any of these specific diets? Um. I think B12 is a huge one in the vegan community and you probably knew I was going to say that um, Mm -hmm. because B12 is um, predominantly found in in animal products. So um, while I don't say just supplement because someone said, I always say work with with a practitioner when it comes to any supplementation. Yeah. in terms of going on a specific diet and supplementing, you probably know my answer there too, Lockie, is why are you dieting? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and let's add those and let's add those supplements from food first and foremost. Um, yeah, and that's kind of my answer around that. Right. Anything else anything else in terms of supplementing, um, I really do strongly suggest working alongside a nutritionist and it doesn't have to be expensive. It can be a 30 minute consult to chat, to do a supplement review. And I love that because as soon as you said B12, Lockie grinned and started nodding. So um, (laughs) obviously you guys have talked about this before. Lockie's heard it a thousand times. So um, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm a bit of a Nazi. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, Can I ask, can you actually over-consume micronutrients, Sarah? Um, I think there is a, there is, um, I think we can under consume to answer that question. Mm. (laughs) I think, um, because of the fad diets, because of the raw food, paleo fasting, calorie counting, keto, there is more chance that we're under consuming than over. Right. Yeah. I highly, I highly, I highly doubt we can over consume. Yeah. What about any um, specifics in terms of like any certain micronutrients? Can they affect other micronutrients? So um, you can't have minerals without vitamins, you know. So to give you one example, iron cannot be absorbed properly in the small intestine without vitamin C. Right. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, vitamin D, for example, has a it has to convert to an active form, but it only can do that via the sun. So it, I, I don't believe we can overconsume. However, you can overconsume on on supplements definitely. Yeah, sure. um, a lot of pe- a lot of people um, will grab a B vitamin and then a stressed multi and then something else and won't realize they're taking um, you know the same the same vitamin in three different supplements because they've just self-prescribed. Yeah. And that's something and that, that Lockie and I... That could be dangerous. Yeah. yeah, that's something... Because Lockie, you, oh, you go, you yes. go. <laughs> if you take, if you take, If you take one vitamin, you will... Too much of one vitamin, you will down-regulate a mineral. And mm. if you take too much of one mineral, you will down-regulate a vitamin. But... And they all play in 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 a synergistic kind of way. You can't yeah. have one without the other, so to speak. Sorry, what were you going? Oh, to Oh no, say? I was just going to say that Lockie and I like we we always say that you know rather than just grabbing a bunch of pills and targeting all of it by using pills and by um, just reading labels, it's just better off to to get a, a well rounded diet and, and a healthy whole food diet or some just anything. You'd rather get those for, through food. Um, Yes, 100%. And then if you need the supplementation, if you're deficient naturally or your body doesn't really 
take it as well. Maybe you need to see a, a doctor about that stuff, but you'd rather eat, uh, get all the nutrients through food. Yeah, we have to remember, even when we eat food that has nutrients in it, our body has to convert some of those mm. vitamins um, already. So, yeah, the more... Um, the more we educate people on how to how to incorporate whole food into their diet, the better. And it it, it does seem to be this gap between um, whole food and supplements. So it can go skip the whole food. I'm just going to go for the supplements, especially because of the marketing around it. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. And 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 obviously, in you know, if you look on Instagram, and there's all these people that are, are very you know, muscly or, or very lean or anything like that. Obviously, they've been able to count their macronutrients and that's what we were talking about before, the external look of people. Um, maybe you see the people inside and maybe they're not as healthy. They're really deficient in a lot of nutrients. Um, you know, there's these apps like MyFitnessPal and other apps like George that we had on last week has his own app that, that allows you to count your own macronutrients. What are some ways um, to measure your micronutrients for people? Uh, other than seeing, you know, if they can't afford tests, uh, maybe they can see specialists. But are there any other ways that they, people can measure um, their micronutrient intake? Um, look, you can look up, you know, you can get pedantic about it and look yeah. up certain foods and what, what micronutrients they hold. Um, but the best way I tell families and people that are learning whole food techniques um, is to write down their, their diet. Mm. Um, and then I challenge people and I challenge you to um, up the ante on your nutrients. How can you get two more foods or two more um, nutrient-dense pieces of food into each meal? And an example of that would be the eggs-on-toast kind of people. And, and I'm an, I'm an eggs-on-toast kind of girl, but how do you change eggs on toast to be nutrient dense every single day. Well, I choose a different seed every day to throw on top, whether it be sesame seeds, mm. pumpkin seeds, um, pepita, uh, sesame seeds, pumpkin seeds, chia seeds, whatever. Then you add, then you add a good fat, then you add some greens and you've got five different foods in your one meal. Yeah. So you know, we're, we're creatures of habit. And we, it's just about breaking that habits and go, oh, how can I easily throw an extra nutrient? One really good one is sprouts. Yeah. You know, sprouts are, my, are powerhouses of so many vitamins and minerals, and they're so easy to have and affordable. We can be throwing them on meals. Um, I think it's just coming back to that original conversation, stop deleting and start adding. Yeah. Exactly right. Yeah, that's a good one. That's and quite interesting. Um, I know if for those that actually want, are listening to this and going, all right, I actually want to track my micronutrients. I want to make sure I'm getting enough of all my vitamins and minerals. Do you yeah. think the government um, recommendations are accurate for what we should be taking? And if so, where do you reckon people can find them? The nrv.gov.au website has um, the energy um, calculator and the micronutrient calculator. And I think, look, for the general person that's just getting into micronutrients, it's a good place to start. It's got your recommended daily intake. It's got your adequate intake. 
Um, so the difference between the two is the higher, the recommended daily intake is the highest amount and the adequate intake is the intake you should at least be at. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's a really good place to start the NRB website. Um, there's also um, a book by Henry Ozeki and it's called The Nutrient Bible. Right. Uh, and it's just got every single nutrient in it and you just can flick to a page and look at what foods and what the action of that vitamin or mineral awesome. does. So that I find that a really useful um, tool, especially in clinic when um, some of the foods I eat maybe a client doesn't like and mm. I'm looking for other options for nutrients that I need to up. So it's a good resource. And like I think there's so many people that spend hours of the day doing stuff that's actually not going to promote themselves but reading maybe one vitamin or mineral a day from that book it's it's such valuable time because all you can do is benefit your own health and yeah, it adds up improve yourself yeah, you know exactly right that's true yeah yeah and and you know back way before i became a nutritionist personal trainer all those things i was interested in vitamins and minerals and i've I found great books at op shops or bookshops that you think you'd never find anything in. Um, there's so many vitamin and mineral books. I mean, we've got Google Scholar as well. Um, yeah. You know, even when you add that new food to your, you know, if you throw a new food, Google it. What You know, have a look what's in your food. It's, I think if we connect more to it, um, it makes us more aware. Yeah, I think that's a great point. It's so easy, like, you have the internet at the tip of your fingers, like, how easy is it to go and search up an apple and look what micronutrients are in an apple, you know? That's, that's yeah, and, um, well, it's easier just to go on a fad diet, isn't it, Lockie? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, exactly. no, no, no. <laughs> Don't quote Sarah for that. <laughs> yeah, that's not her no, new no. quote. There's, if you no, want to hear no, a quote, and, it's uh, a <laughs> Um, I know you have a an online nutrition course coming soon. Do you want to tell the listeners a bit more about what's to come? Yes. I'm, um, it's in the making, but I'm working on um, a pretty chunky nutrition course that rules out that these, these fad diets and, and explains the science behind macro and micronutrients and how, to, how that really looks like on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, it'll, it, like I said, it's still in the making, but I am offering um, a discount for your listeners. If they're interested, they're welcome to get in contact because I think it's an area, and, and you guys probably back this, that really needs more education. Mm -hmm, yeah. And I'm, I'm sick and tired of, of um, the unhealthy platforms that I see um, regarding dieting and changing the body. And that's the whole reason why I became a nutritionist and naturopath alongside personal training because there's a, a, a world of personal trainers out there um, promoting the wrong thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. there's not many people linking personal training and um, a healthy diet together because, yeah, there's, as you said, there's, there's so many personal trainers that are ill-informed, don't even understand how the body works. And I think a big one is, for example, women on their periods and they'll yeah. think why are they performing or training adequately or um, why, why are they overindulging when they're on the period because they're not realizing that like that, that's a need. <laughs> so yeah, it's, um, it's a big area that needs improving on. And I think that's a great um, 
thing for our listeners to look into if they're wanting to improve the health. Yeah, and obviously if you if you go over to um, Sarah's website, just tell just tell her um, that we that you listen to us and that you're one of our listeners, and then you can obviously access that discount uh, from there. Yeah, and that's forever. Um, it doesn't matter if it's now forever or when it's launched. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. um, and also. Uh, Sarah, obviously we've, we've covered a lot this, this episode and thank you so much for your time once again. Um, I just wanted to ask, like, you know, at the end of each, each episode we do, we do, we ask our guests, um, what's one, one tip for the listeners. So if you were to sum up something or to, to pull out the most important, um, you know, fact of what you've said today, um, what would it be? So what's your one, one tip for listeners today? Well, last time it was, I think it was get outside. It was. Um, but this time in, in regards to micronutrients, I think my key take home message is stop removing and start putting back in. Okay. I think that's a really good one. And that's the opposite of what people have been drilled on social media for the last... It is. ...long while. And I think it's time for that change to occur where people realise food's... Our friend, not our enemy. Oh, I like that one, Lockie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Lockie, Lockie, the philosopher over here. So, like, yeah, we're all philosophers. Yeah, exactly right. I can quote that. I can yeah, you can quote, quote that actually. You just Sarah's take got it no out quote Sarah's from book. the from the start of today. I can make my yeah. own quotes. Every you know, Sarah's inspired people to make their own quotes. Make your own quotes. Beautiful. Yeah. Um. So I don't know if you've seen our new recent um new format, but we've done three key takeaways for each episode. And we ask the listen uh, the, um, the guests that if they know any special languages. So do you know any special languages, Sarah? Oh, I'm stumped on this one. Um, no, look, my my part um my brother knows French. Does that count? Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. <laughs> do you know how to say one in French? Oh my gosh, he really killed me that I can't. <laughs> <laughs> how about this, Sarah? How about? How about you say one in English? Let me just introduce our segment, the three key takeaways. Uh, so today, the three key takeaways, Sarah, if you'd like to say number one, please, and then just give your takeaway besides um, the one that you just stated before, your, your one tip, just something else, if that's okay. Something else, what do you mean? Like another key takeaway that you think you could, people could take oh, away from this episode. French. No, 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 no. So no. Okay, we can explain it one last. So basically, what we do, we say one, two. We have three key takeaways. We have one, two, and three, and we try to do it in different languages. But um, we ask. The, I failed on it. Yeah. So, so one in French is un, and I okay. already said stop, stop removing foods. I, I, I think like that's probably the most important point of today. Yeah. To be honest. Absolutely. And, and then the second one would be get regular blood tests. Mm. Okay. And like once a year, because I know doctors don't really give um like much with blood tests, do they? Um, I think that we're well within our rights to go and get a regular once a year checkup and ask for a full blood count. Yeah. Um, just as a checkup. However, your natural health pr- practitioners, naturopaths, nutritionists, we can send you for bloods. They're just not covered by Medicare. So they can cost about $100. But I think $100 a year to check on your micronutrient status um, to, for preventative health um, 
that's an investment. It's more than yeah. worth it. And, and before I yeah. get on to my, um, my, my key takeaway, I just wanted to say something with blood tests is that we always, you know, we take a blood test. This has happened to me a thousand times. It's happened to everyone I'm, I'm guaranteeing that's listening. Is that you go get a blood test, you know, usually for something major is that, you know, they're like, take a blood test. Maybe you've got this or that. And it's always something big. And you only get called if there's something big wrong. You know what I mean? And yeah. I think it's important to follow up those blood tests to really get the, the, you know, the analytics of every single thing in your body so that you can really check. For example, I went in one time and I, they called me up and said, no, there's nothing wrong with your blood test. And I went in and actually got the blood test results. And it turns out I was, I was really low in iron that day or that yeah. I'd been really low in iron. So I looked at that and I'm like, okay, well, what's high in iron? This is back when I was like 13, 14. So I looked at it and I was like, well, what's high in iron? You know, so I started uh, eating more meat, red meat um, in my diet. And it's, it's, I think it's really important to really follow up those blood tests and not just leave them for your doctors to just be like, oh, you're all good. It's no problem. Nothing to worry about. Yeah, um, yeah so the, that's called a pack. Uh, what's the word the the um the guidelines they look at for a blood test um you might be inside the blood the the parameter parameters yeah parameters. <laughs> you might be inside those guidelines um however maybe if you're on the lower side with symptoms that's when we look at a little bit of supplementation gut work and or introducing the nutrients that you may need mm. so um it is important to understand and get your blood test read to you yeah. um even if they say they're fine exactly um, right. it yeah we should be more informed and educated about um about nutrients in our bloods yeah okay awesome all right i'll go on to uh number two uh i'll say number two in in Japanese. I learned thanks to St. Joseph's College for teaching me Japanese for two years. I've forgotten everything, but I remember <laughs> this number. I'll say number ni. Actually, Lockie was in my Japanese class, actually, in year seven and eight. That didn't go too that well. That didn't go it? too well, but that's fine. Uh, ni. <laughs> yeah, ichi ni san. So I'll say ni. Um, I think what Sarah said about the, the egg and toast sort of uh, example and upping your nutrient intake, I think it's a really good idea for... Um, people, instead of falling into habits of eating the same thing and, you know, um, you know, for example, that, like what she said, the egg and toast and just having the egg and toast, I think starting to add different, um, sort of different sort of nutrient filled, uh, vegetables on the side as well would be a good idea is to start, um, adding more to your plate, like Sarah said, and, and, and not just sticking to the same habits. Um, I think that's a great way just test and try out things. There's no reason for you to feel guilty about putting something on your plate you just try everything out obviously you'll have more calorie intake but it's it's not a problem especially if you're if you're low in new nutrients it's important to start adding things to your plate to try to counteract that and to try to get back up there yeah awesome yeah, yeah. thank uh, you and um another one that just came to me as you were talking was yeah. when you go to the grocery store or you order your vegetables online however you get them we are creatures of habit where we go and get the same things. I yeah. know my husband likes to go for the eggplant, potato, zucchini, cucumber. Mm. And I always try and walk to a different section that we don't go to and choose a new green or choose, you know, there's so many Asian greens that all, that some of us might not pick up that are so easy to incorporate into a stir fry, for mm, example. Yeah. Um, 
you know, or, you know, what's that yellow thing over there? I don't know. It's squash. Let's try that instead of sweet potato, you know, Mm, Um, and the more diverse, the better. And there's no harm. Like if you don't like it, then you don't go back there. But I mean, at least you try and then you try to get different, different things inside your body, I think. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go on to number three and I'm going to say this one in um, English. Three. Oh, God, man, that's <laughs> lazy. That's so lazy. Um, <laughs> um, honestly, oh. if um, from what Sarah said and from what she advocates, I'd just say invest in your health. Don't invest in the stuff that's not going to benefit you because I know so many people think, oh, 100 bucks for a blood test, like that's such a waste of money, but then they'll go go ahead and spend a hundred bucks on a night out or FIFA points or on FIFA oh, points gaming. <laughs> it's so easy to um, spend stuff on money, um, your money on stuff that doesn't even matter to your health, but people have this effect where something actually improves their health and they go, oh, I'm not gonna spend money on that. Mm. So yeah, invest, yeah it's invest kind of like a massage, Lockie, like, you don't really go for a massage until you're really sore. Yeah, exactly. And if you went, if you went maybe five weeks before you were sore, you wouldn't get to that point. So I feel the same about health. It should be preventative rather than a Band-Aid when you feel a certain way. Thanks for mentioning, mentioning the massage because I've been waiting for the virus to be over so I can get a massage for so long. Dude, just always, you know, you can always invite me over, dude. I'm, I'm here, you know, I'm really close to you. <laughs> give me a massage. Yeah, I can give you a massage. It's all good, dude. There you go, guys. 100 bucks, you know. It's all good. <laughs> um, so, Sarah, just to sum up, um, where can people find you? Um, they can find me on Instagram. It's Sarah Felberg Naturopath, and Felberg is F E H L B E R G. Or I've got a website, sarahfelberg.com.au. Um, I do have um, an nu- intuitive nutrition questionnaire on my website, and I'm, if anyone emails you, I'm, I'm happy to send it through. It just gets you into the mindset of out of the fad diets and into more tuning into what's going on with your food and your habits around food. And that's just a little questionnaire. Um, yeah. And th- that's a free way for people to um, improve their health. Like invest in your health guys. That's, that's so easy. And it's something you can um, go ahead and actually do to improve yourself. So yeah, it's a free I think it's investment, a you know, so it's, it's a great, great thing to do, I think. Yeah. And I'm always happy to give back because um, I wish someone did that for me. You know, twenty years ago, I had yeah. to do a degree to give to my to learn that myself. So I'm I'm happy to share. That that's Absolutely. an amazing. Well, uh, Sarah, we'd just like to thank you so much for your time and, and oh, coming on today. Before you say sorry, one more thing. <laughs> Sarah actually made a um, blog post today about three micronutrients for your immune system. Um, she did oh, that yeah. just Thanks before the. Yeah, that's great timing actually for for this episode. Did you want to just quickly tell um, roughly what's on there? Yeah, so I just, I just, um, you know, in clinic over the last couple of months because of what's going on in the world, everyone was worried about their immune system and asking me what supplements or herbs they could take. And I keep coming back to food as medicine. So Mm. I decided to just write a little article about three different micronutrients for your immune health. Um, And one of them being vitamin A. 
Um, and it's often a forgotten vitamin, but it's very important for our immune system. And I even share, I think, a, a carrot cake recipe on there. There's five different ways to use carrot because carrot is really high in vitamin A. And it's a common vegetable that a lot of us have sitting at the bottom of our fridge because yeah. it's a bit of a boring one, but it's really good for our immune systems right now. There's so many ways. Yeah, awesome. Thank you. Well, as I was saying before, before I was really cut off by Lockie. Um, no, no. Um, yeah, so thank you so much, Sarah, for joining us today. It's been a real pleasure, um, obviously, to have some of you. You're our first Double Up guest, uh, even though, I wasn't, even though I, was, I wasn't there at that time. I think it's great to have um, maybe, you know, maybe a third one in the future. Um, uh, absolutely. Thank you so much for your time, and uh, we hope to hear from you again. Thanks, Sarah. Yeah. Thanks, guys. All right, Bye see you, everyone. Bye-bye.